However, we like I said, I can only talk about what I've seen and what I know. I'm not going to talk about what I've seen or heard. What I know is that I know people, about 200 people for sure, over that. But I've seen personally over 200 people move into a hotel. I've seen them get, you know, get their name written down on the paper. seen them get transported. I've seen them get meals. I've seen this with my eyes. I'm not telling people something that I haven't personally seen. So for everybody who wanted an update on Tent City, they are now in hotels. And now they're getting serviced in the hotel. So it's funny because you and I were on a call earlier, mm -hmm. and apparently we have uh, <laughs> been uh, forever scarred by HBCU financial aid office. Because, you know, when you go to school, you move in, your heat might not work, your, right. bed, your, your bed may not be the right size, you know, you can't get that drawer open, or your closet has no door, and then they tell you to go wait in the financial aid line, and you got to wait there forever, and you're forever. sweating. You know, you get added to a class, you get dropped to a class. You know, so when this process took place, I'm not quite sure why everybody, oh, it should have been smooth. Well, why did they have to wait for this? Or why did they have to wait for that? And I'm thinking in my mind, where was you when we were standing out in that <laughs> rain? And I don't know why Thursday was like the coldest, coldest and it rained hardest. It yep. was raining. Yep. Cats, dogs, birds, fish, everything was falling out of the sky that day. And rats. And we you was can't so, leave out the rats. Listen, no. And wait a minute, wait a minute. It's funny you say that. Y'all, yeah. we were moving stuff. Helping people get stuff. I mean, moving ain't see not one. If somebody said they don't come out in the rain, I said no, because we have served in the rain and see them little bastards run yeah. out in the rain and they be wet. That little fur raise up Ugh. on their back. So don't tell me they don't come out in the rain, but that particular day. They didn't come out. And then we seen people dragging stuff and it was just like, are y'all offended? Like, did y'all have to leave? Did somebody evacuate y'all too? Did y'all get in y'all little rat? But no, for real. I'm yeah, laughing. I think about the rats it. ran away. They was like, oh, they leaving. We leaving yeah, yeah, too. Right. <laughs> where, where are they going? They might not. No, I ain't going to go there. But listen, I need for everybody to know and understand it takes time to evacuate that many individuals right. and get out. Larry used the word evacuate. Let me say transition yeah. that many individuals from living outside with what they had in their dwelling um, because I refer to our neighbors as not homeless but our houseless neighbors right. um, because to them that was their home that was where they were living you know that's where they kept um, their documents that's where um, we had one gentleman say you know he had his mama's urn um, we had you know one lady that particular day Thursday when we were out there in the rain we had one lady still watering her plants that were hanging in her tent so it's still their home right. and they were given 72 hours to leave that home and so you know, it was, it was a flood of emotions, and you're trying to, to get people to trust you in this process in the rain. They wet, cold, and hungry, and you're telling me to trust you? That morning did not uh, look like a, a fun basketball or football game. We wasn't chilling at the stadium. No, it was people crying. Um, it was people breaking down. It was people emotionally drained. It, it was so many ups and downs. Yeah. And then to be able to transport them and transport, of course, it did not go like it, it was. It should have went, but it still happened. And it still worked. It still happened. That's, that's, that's always my thing. You know, no matter how it happened, did it, did it happen and did it work? And let me let me also just back up for a moment. So let me explain something because I don't think everybody is understanding this. The um, evacuation order uh, or the order to leave um, was specifically for six areas. Yeah. And I think folks are getting it twisted and thinking, oh, so Charlotte is pulling up all or Mecklenburg County is pulling up all the homeless people all throughout the city and said they're going to give them the opportunity that to get a bed space. You know what's important? It's important for people to read and comprehend. So when the mandate came down, it had six locations on it. It had the addresses of the six locations and what must happen for these six locations. Now, for the other homeless around the city, not saying that you're not important, but at this particular time, this was the focus and this was, you know, the pinpoint what what, what was happening. The immediate effect right, was right, for those right. that were listed in those areas. Now, um, did other individuals come and be a part of that program? Hey, yeah, I'm going to sign up, too. I almost signed up. <laughs> I, I mean, mean listen, for real. They signing up for free rules. I'm going to sign up, too. You know, and so. Smitty, you ain't getting no room. A lot of individuals <laughs> were saying, well, so-and-so didn't get a room right, or a right. bed. And also, too, in 72 hours, did we reach every individual that might have been considered in Tent City or the North End Encampment or whatever people have dubbed it to be? Did all those in individuals that were actually living in those uh, six areas, were they actually reached? 
um, to know to come and sign up. So we did have individuals that possibly signed up uh, and, you know, received a room that might not have been affected by Tent City. Um, so that was another issue. But just really that day it was all about trusting the process, which was a process that, no, I don't think we all agree with, but it was done. Let's get people – let's do what we can do to help them get connected to the people that can get them to the right resources. That's where my focus was. It wasn't about what this organization is doing, what that organization is doing, what the county is doing, what the city is doing, what the sheriff is doing, what, the, what uh, CMPD is doing. No, let's stop, get out of our own feelings, get out of our own way, and support these individuals that are probably trusting the system for the very first time and getting them where they need to be. And we had some of our hard cases that we served over three years that surprised me, shocked the hell out of me, and actually got in them vans and on the little mini buses and got to where they needed to go. Um, but if we, in turn, believe we we give hype to the rumors, the myth, and the lies, right. we can destroy this process for them. We can hurt them. Right. We can really hurt them in this and process. Because, you know, the, the more and more as organizations that you spend bickering, like who's doing the work? You know what I mean? If, if you're back, bickering back and forth talking about, well, they ain't doing this or this is not happening. You know, a lot of people point fingers at, at what's not happening. Well, what is happening? Let's start asking that question. What is happening? Let's start talking about that. Like anybody can, you can, you can focus on negative stuff forever. But why not focus on the positive stuff? Because a lot of positive things are happening. Like I told a lot of them, I said, this could be a, a reset for your life. Like this could set you up for the rest of your life if you work this the right way. Like a lot of y'all can come out of this on top. Like you can come out of this with your own place, with all the services you ever needed. Because right now everybody's hands on deck. And while you got the spotlight, you got to run with the spotlight. And everything hands on deck. So you got to utilize the services while you got them. Correct. You know, for organizations that may have been in the um, tent city and North End encampment and assisting our neighbors who are feel maybe detached from what's going on right now, if you have contacts for those that were affected by the transition, reach out to them by encouraging them. Provide them the support of saying, hey, I'm, I'm going to keep questioning and finding out what it is you need. Mm -hmm. But with that being said, <laughs> please don't make the questions um, where where you're feeding them information of, oh, are they really feeding y'all over there? You know, oh, uh, what that bathroom, look, is it clean? Over? Like, you, we got to be careful because if you're asking me in that way, then I might be thinking, mm, well. You're trying to, you fishing for information. Yeah. And see, I'm so petty. I'm the type of person, like, I video what's going Did on. Did he say I'm petty because I video like you say. Well, they, they ain't getting their laundry done. I video, but look at all this laundry they got done today. Oh, they eat, but look at this five star damn meal they got. They eat better than me. They got five star meals over. I'm just saying though, like because I'm that petty. Because like, I feed them good. I'm yeah, sorry. They eat good. Like and and I, you know, I'm the kind of person like I video you. you I just show the food. Like this is what y'all eat. I'm that petty. I don't want to be that petty, but people make you be that petty. They do. Like for real, like. People are really talking about, like, they're not getting fed. We we fed people downtown Charlotte for a year straight, and now we're gonna, they're going to be in a hotel and they're not going to eat? That don't even make sense. That don't even make sense. But let's back up a little bit. You know, we, we talked about the Tennessee City update. We'll, we'll jump back on that in a minute. But, Deb, you've been at this. You, you, you've been working. And I've personally seen you this last year um, bring home a lot of awards, get a lot of recognition, and you never asked for that. I remember first meeting you. That was one thing about me that said, and that was one thing that made me want to be a part of the organization because you never really was like, me, 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 I, 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 this organization, this, this. You was always about the work. You was always about the people that you serve. So this year to see you get a lot of the recognition that you deserve was a proud moment for me because I know how hard you work. And I know that's not what you wanted because every time we'll be in a meeting in some of our other organizations that people talk about the media, you was always against it. I don't want the media out there. And I used to have to tell them, Deb, that could be a good thing. Now, hold on. It don't necessarily got to be bad. It's not saying, you know, but you was always against it because you didn't want that to be the focus. And I understood that where you was coming from. But at the same time, like I said, it's good to see you get the, the flowers that you deserve while you can still smell them, like with, with all, Martin Luther King Award, the recognition as, as one of the top 25 residents of Charlotte right now. But the thing about that is is you are really putting the work. I, I'm with you, so I know. The team know, and I think, like, your energy 
And the way you go hard for it, it makes other people go hard for it. So in the same way as a Michael Jordan or LeBron James would lead, or Tom Brady would lead a football team, you lead us. Like, you know what I mean? Your energy, like you're going hard. You're there 9 to 9, 10 to 10, 12, 1 o'clock at night. So it leads, uh, it leads us to be the same way. So for that, I want to say thank you. And for, and for number two, I want to say, man, kudos, everything that you're getting and, and everything that's to come. You definitely deserve it because you definitely put the work in. And I personally know it's never been about what Deb can do, what Block Love can do. It's how can we serve these residents or our family, as you call them, because you always call them that from day one. And a lot of people look at you like you're crazy. Well, you be like, your family ain't your family. But I get it and I understand it because, like, once you've been working out there, like I've been out there with you, like, you know, every day for, for this last year, every single day. And once you start to get to know people, meet people, and understand their ups, understand their downs, because we all have them. Like, if you, everybody got, got a vice. I don't care if it's, it's sucking your thumb. Everybody got a vice, whether it's smoking cigarettes, smoking weed, doing crack, whatever. Every, whether it's women, everybody's got a vice. Nobody's on this earth is perfect, so we don't, like, we don't judge people. Like, we might be talking to somebody, they come in, like, they might go and hit the weed. Okay, bro, that's cool. But come back tomorrow, we're going to try it again. Like, when you saying, bro, don't go do that. Oh, my God, I can't believe. No, it's not like that. And you never was judgmental of the people, and they love on you for that, and you love them back. So let's back up, and let me know how did this even come about? How did Block Love even come about for Deb? How did, how did you make this your baby? Because this is your baby. So how did you make this your baby? Like, what made this your mission and your purpose? What made it my mission, my purpose is I've always had a giver's heart. I was talking to somebody earlier today, and it's like, um, it's, it's something that I can't turn off. I have always had a desire to give, even in my lack. Because um, right now, I am not lying. A sister is lacking. Because uh, I don't have a J-O-B, like a real J-O-B that pays me every day. I don't have benefits. And I'm you had a nice job home. that you that you Brother, love. I was in IT for over 23 years. And if that's information technology. Mm -hmm. I've been in that industry for 23 years making good money. I got three kids to support. I got, you know, one getting her master's degree at NC State. I have my son that's um, supposed to be playing ball for Southwest Virginia. But um, he's home virtually learning right now. And I got one that just graduated early. And the older they get, the more they cost. So, mm -hmm. I mean, yep. they made sacrifices right there along with me. But um, I never thought about it. You know, it came down to doing what's right. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I've been there, y'all. I've been in the struggle. I've, I've been homeless um, on multiple occasions. One, you know, one time was definitely a choice of my own because I was being stubborn. But, uh, you know, two other times it was because, you know, one domestic violence and then the other one just the money wasn't there you know so it was just like i can't sit back and be like oh they just don't crack or they just you know oh they got themselves because a lot of times now listen especially when it comes to the women you know you look at a woman and she asking for help you like she got herself in that situation i've heard men say that a lot well what did she do she must have had a slick mouth or something you know don't do that. You never yeah. know why somebody is homeless. And I, I am not going to lie. Sometimes with the women, it's so different because they'll pull at your heartstrings. And I have to tell them, I have to back up. I'm saying, listen, if you don't call me mama, you might not want to know what mama got to tell you today. <laughs> mama may come out of her mouth sideways. So if you if I'm going to be mama, you're going to let me be mama because mama going to tell you the truth because I needed to know the truth. I needed to hear the truth. But it just came from a passion of giving. It came from a giver's heart. And that's what drives me every single day. You know, I would see people out, especially in the uptown area, because that's where I was working at the time. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, people are hungry. You know, people really, you know, they there's a need here. And then I realized I need to be having conversations. And I, I started, I struck up conversations, white, mm -hmm. black, Latino. It did not matter. I had conversations with individuals. I learned about what their need was. Because mm -hmm. I was like, just because I have something doesn't mean it's what they need or what they want. Right, right, right. 
you know, don't just because you see somebody with a sign don't mean they want food or they want something to drink. Because someone <laughs> yeah, wants to on my time, sign. I most of the time, the sign tells exactly what they want now. They be like, I need $2 for bill. <laughs> right. <laughs> they don't need to try on the signs no more. They don't need to try to fool you no more. Hey, big dog, let me get $3 for a bill. I'm like, okay, cool. I, I, I can give you $3 for a beer, but we yeah. get you something to eat with the beer. And, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> but I've never judged. And that's something else because when I was in my dirt, my trash, my filth, I didn't want nobody judging me. Like, I didn't always look like this. I don't look like what I've been through. And mm-hmm. I didn't want nobody to judge me, whether it was when I was a weed head, when I was an alcoholic, or when I was going through my domestic abuse. I didn't want nobody to judge me. And I can't judge. Like, if I got a man living in a tent with a woman and the woman's being abused and the woman asks for my help, I can't judge her for being outside, letting some Nickelodeon beat on her while she's in a tent. And it does come to my mind, you let this Nickelodeon beat on you and you in a tent? Like, you ain't even in the house. But you, why judge like that? But we'll do that. You yeah. know, and then yeah. what it does is it causes them to flee or move away further. No, I embrace people in love. I actually had um, a person or an individual wanting to help and give to the organization. And they were like, well, you know, um, you know, you be helping them people. But some of them, you know, they do heroin. And I, I think you might even help some of like murderers. Man, listen, I cannot pick and choose who I give to. Right. Because at the end of the day, if that was the case, Jesus will pick and choose who he loves and who he serves and who he gives a measure of grace to. And I need God to give me that grace. I, listen, I definitely need to give I don't want grace. him picking and choosing because my mouth ain't always set up right or because I ain't do the right thing or because I might have been lusting after that fine man that was smelling good. I'm sorry, I got sidetracked. That wasn't, <laughs> that wasn't directed toward you, Smitty. Hey, no, it's just like. Smitty, they choose <laughs> Listen, me to my DJ. you know, so it's just like for real though, you got to kind of think about these things. Right. So if you don't want God to pick and choose how he blesses you, why are you going to pick and choose who you bless? Yeah. I need for everybody to kind of understand that concept. You know, I have people, you know, like, well, who is this stuff going to? Does it matter? If like, you want to give, you want to give. Right. And so I have to have these conversations, but I'm just set up to give. I'm just really, that's what drives my passion. I just think it's the right thing to do. I want to be that hand that I once needed because, Lord, it's nothing like being in a situation and you hear the word no. Like me and my kids were um, literally in a situation where we were about to be put out. Um, It was in 2016 um, when I had separated from my Mm ex-husband. And we were about to be put out. And that particular year, I had been in a car accident where the left side of my body was paralyzed. Mm. And so once I started getting the feeling back, I still was out of work for a while. I couldn't, I'm left-handed, so I couldn't even really write my name. And I was like, Lord I God. Know, I didn't like, know you was left-handed. Yes, that's why. I, so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so really, it's just like. <laughs> hey, it's, let me talk to the podcast. We keep yeah, let's pause. Let's pause. 100 ain't enough. Yeah, no, 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 no. So um, when I was in that situation, I was also going through the fact that I was trying to get separated and Mm -hmm. eventually divorced. Then my daughter started her freshman year of college. And then um, because of some situations that my ex didn't take care of, I had to pay out of pocket. And so I opted to pay her college tuition at Winston-Salem State University versus my rent. Um, And I was behind. And, you know, they were like, you got till 5 o'clock. This was like on the 26th of that month. And they were like, you got to 5 p.m. And the person that told me that they were going to help didn't answer their phone all day. And it's like 3.20 p.m. and I'm in tears. And I'm like, I got to vacate this premises. And I don't know, my kids are not really set up. Don't laugh, y'all, not to be set up to be in no shelter. Because my son don't eat everything. And I was like, he will starve. Like, if it ain't chicken nuggets or french fries and applesauce, (laughs) this nigga going to (laughs) starve. And I know that might sound crazy, nah, but, that, but that's know, what ran through my mind. Yeah. I was like, my son ain't going to eat jack, and I don't have nothing to eat. You know, but even in that, I had to, you know, ask somebody else for the assistance. And my cousin from California looked out for me. But what if he hadn't had the ability? You know, me and my kids would have been right there in that situation. And the, I had been, you know, I had started back going to work, and I was still giving. That following week, I was right there still providing um, the same groceries I was getting out of Dollar Tree, I was providing to my neighbors. I just added additional, or I told me and the kids, look, you get three Lunchables for y'all, and I'm going to get three more to go to the street. And that might sound crazy, but I was buying my groceries out of Dollar Tree. This is 2016, y'all. And it, it, but I didn't miss a beat in my giving. You know, giving it shall be given unto you. 
you know, a lot of times people think it's, it's talking about finances, but in my mind, I'm thinking give, give love, give, give hope, yeah. give encouragement, you know, give. It doesn't matter what you, you're giving as long as you ain't giving up, you, you know, up. take away. Don't right. give up. You, you got to give. And don't so, get that up either. Oh, that's a whole different story. That's a different <laughs> podcast. I think we had. No, you know, we did. We need, a, we need a yeah. different podcast. Yeah, for that. don't get that up either. You know, you know. You say don't give up. Know. Don't give that up. Unless extreme. I'm going to put you in time. No, <laughs> <laughs> nah, but seriously. We are going to behave. You talking about the domestic violence situation. What brought you out of that situation? Because a lot of females and a lot of ladies don't make it out that situation. At least not alive. And, and don't make it out where they could tell the story. So how did you make it out? How did you do the separation where you say, man, I don't, what, like, what put you at that breaking point? You was like, yo, I'm out. You know. My old bishop used to say, Bishop Charles A. Lockett Sr., he used to tell me, you tolerate what you're not willing to change. And I would get, I actually got to the point where I got furious, not only with him, but with myself, because I'm like, I'm tolerating this. Like, I keep saying I'm going to leave. I keep calling up, you know, um, not really friends, but, you know, people that I knew, or even even my, my bishop and my pastor at the time, calling him and just telling him about what I was going through. But I'm like, why do I keep putting my same, myself through the same situation? You know, they say insanity is uh, repeating the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. And I was like, I'm going to run myself insane because I keep thinking I'm going to get a different result from this person. But one thing I have learned is hurt people hurt people. Mm -hmm. And you can't love somebody that can't love themselves. You cannot. And I thought in my mind I could love the hell out of this individual but that's not what God assigned. That was not my assignment. Your assignment is not to love the hell out of anybody. They need to love it out of themselves. And by hell, I mean whatever demons or whatever they're dealing with, that was not my assignment. And I was outside of my assignment, mm. you know. And so I had gotten to the point where enough was enough, you know. It it, it wasn't just more of the the physical as it was the verbal there was physical don't get me wrong you know but that verbal that verbal will make you feel like, like you dirt on the floor yeah you know they said the, the tongue cut harder than the fist sometimes you know what i mean like you could you could you could you could tell a girl forever and forever in a day she's beautiful but the moment you say she's ugly she remember that forever and ever you remember that time you told me i was ugly in the third grade Girl, I was just playing. It don't matter, but that you know they say that yeah, that yeah, that mental and that that tongue is treacherous. So you so. can smack the snot out of me and it sting, but if you talk to me and tell me you ain't never gonna be nothing, you ain't gonna never mm. have nothing, you mm. will never accomplish anything. Don't nobody want you because you got three kids, two baby daddies. Mm. Um, you were Obama. When you continue to hear this all day, every day, it, it and, and no matter how much I tuned it out. Some of that still seeped in. Yeah. But when I got to the point where I was just tired of being tired, I, I looked around and um, it got down to a situation where he was abusing a dog in front of my kids. And I'm hearing my kids yelling in the screams of my kids. Yeah. Like, you want to you wanna do something to a mama bear, do something, do something to, her to her kids. kids. Yeah. You know, it wasn't yeah. that he was something physically to them but mentally how did that play out in their mind to yeah, see him attack them. the dog yeah, yeah. so i said enough is killer enough. type vibes so like i watch shows like that they say they killer. are because you know they say a lot of because i killers. did call that nigga kill yeah yeah, like, yeah, yeah this yeah. killer yeah <laughs> they say a lot of Where your husband <laughs> no killer ain't home right now <laughs> killer ain't home. <laughs> they say a lot of serial killer killer killers. at the shop Harm animals, so you know what i mean so that those are serious but okay vibes. so on that note let me say something so I was wor I was working at the hospital, and um, there's a program at the hospital, and they had sent out um, emails to individuals to come and volunteer with the program. Mm -hmm. I'm looking around trying to figure out why ain't nobody else in my department got this email. They didn't even know the program exists, but somehow that email ended up in my box. Mm. So I volunteered with this particular organization, and it was, you know, in reference to domestic violence. So I'm thinking, okay, God, this is an assignment for me. I can handle this. I'm always up for a challenge. So I got ready to handle the dang thing. There's an assessment, and that particular time, I think it was about 41 questions on the assessment. Yeah. I could answer all but three. Damn. One of those having to deal with, do they abuse animals? I said, God, dog, when he shot my old child in the head, maybe I should have left in, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, the man shot the child in there? Yeah. All you, all you had to do was call Peter. They were going to lock his ass up. They don't play but about I'm them dogs. But I'm just sitting there thinking you about You know they don't play about them dogs. 
They will hide you behind a dog. But I was just sitting there thinking in my mind, you could have just dropped them off in the woods. You could have dropped them off in animal control. I, you know, in my mind. And I didn't find out till after it happened. Wow. But I'm like, this nigga is crazy. Yeah. You know, and but really that's what, what went through my mind. Yeah. I was like, this dude, but even so I stayed because it's the power and control, you know, and I'm I'm gonna bring it back home to the block. A lot of times people will come out and serve and they'll see these young ladies with the men and they be like, Well, she had a black guy, she's still with him. Or why are they together in a tent? He ain't got nothing else better for her. Power and control, y'all. A lot of these females are in this situation. I had to have this conversation today. Power and control. When you you don't have enough control of yourself, or you do, because I was a very independent person. I was one of those that said, ain't nobody going to ever put their hands on me. Like, that's how I talk. But once that individual realizes they can control you, it's totally different. And, and to me, I think it only took one moment. You know, and mine's came when I wasn't really proposed to. It was kind of like I was giving an ultimatum of to yeah. whether you wanted to marry me or not. Because, you know, it was like, well, if you don't, you know, I'm going to leave. And I'm thinking in my mind, Bye. well, I wasn't really ready. But, you know, if you come oh. here, we got to be married. Like, I wasn't going to live in sin with my kids. So that's kind of what it turned into. Yeah. And I think that's when I lost my control. I should have kept my control. You know, so I do always say, you know, I, I accept my part in it because we have to. Um, no, I'm not out here crying victim, but it still happened. But when you look at it from a stance of someone that's homeless, that's a whole different situation. Right. Because, I, I mean, you know, just just like you said, people coming down to serve and they be like, well, where he got the offer? How is she staying with him? And they sleeping on the sidewalk. I ain't going to sleep with no nigga on no sidewalk. Like, ma'am, you just, you just don't know if the way, you know, you like, People joke all the time, like if you control the if you could control the mind, you can control the body. Exactly. And, but that is the truth. Like they teach you that in, in military, and I ain't never been in the military, but everybody I know in the military they say that. Like if you know, in order to get through in wars and stuff right there, if you can control the mind, you can control the body. So it's it's the same type of effect with a female and a male. So, um, how, what brought you to Charlotte, and how long you been here? Cause you you from Raleigh, we see you representing the Raleigh gear by way of Zooway. Y'all can buy that at eighty four thirty two Old Statesville Road. We got all the Charlotte gear here. Shameless plug. And that Limwell, by the way, is in here too. Live, elevate, motivate. But what brought you to Charlotte? I had shameless plug. Listen, it was my commercial within the talking. Y'all heard that commercial within the talking. The ignorance. So, y'all, <laughs> I am originally from Raleigh, but I tell people it's not where you're from. It's where you're at. So, God brought me to um, Charlotte. I was actually, uh, I have been married twice for all y'all nosy people. Um, but I was in a marriage before I was married. He was not. Okay. Um, but anywho. What happened with um, that one? Wait no, a that's minute. That's a whole different okay, subject. Okay, all right. So. um Talk about him. But we were at the same job, and I was like, okay, listen, this is not going to work here, sir. Um, sir, ma'am, hamburger. I had to move. Um, but my brother was here in Charlotte and he was like, okay. Deb, come here. You make more money. Da, da, da. I said, okay, cool. So I came here, um, under my brother's encouragement and, um, I lost my brother to a motorcycle accident Damn. back in 2012. Um, and I love him. God rest his soul. But when I got here, he moved me off of sunset. Are oh, you moved uh, on the floor? You a Ford, baby. You wait a minute. Here. Let, oh, wait a minute, oh, wait a minute. Right, brother, I can't even When I rolled up, it was daylight, and I was like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, nice. yeah, I'm straight. Yeah, the oh, lights went down. This is nice. Boy, yep. that very night, yep. let me tell y'all, that Welcome very to Charlotte, night, goddamn. somebody Mercedes got caught. They set that Mercedes on fire in the parking lot, and I was like, where the hell did my brother drop me off at? <laughs> I was like, nigga, if you don't come over here and get me and my kids, have you lost your mind? He was like, you know, this like Kingwood. Hell no. This is not like Kingwood. I'm going to need you to come and pick me up. I felt some type of way. Then he tells me, I leave there, and he tells me, look, I found this house over here off of Statesville Road. I said, okay, I'm going to go ahead and move over here. And it was a brand new home. I said, okay, this is nice. He said, the rent ain't but 850 I said, oh, I can, that's doable. That's do I won't in there two months. Honey, during the daylight, they kicked in my back door and walked out the front door with all of my stuff. I said, James. <laughs> James Walker, if you don't get me out of Charlotte. Ah, welcome to Charlotte. 
Then I'm driving down the highway. I'm like, oh my God, police got a man pulled over in a Honda. They got the man pulled over in a Honda. Somebody else rolled up in the awesome of the passenger jump out and drive off in the Honda. I said, James Walker, <laughs> you got me in shock. I'm going back to Raleigh. Charlotte, North Carolina, but woo. I ain't never seen nothing like that in, in Raleigh. No, wait a minute. Let's take it. Sunset. I go to the food. <laughs> it's a food line right down there and a family dollar. Yep, and you can take CJ to go get his haircut. Yep, yep. I pull up in the family dollar parking lot. Man said, ma'am, I can do a mold of your teeth and have them back tomorrow. What the hell? <laughs> do I look like I want a grill? Then I had another one talking about, boo, I'm selling Timberlands. Then I had another one selling oils and somebody else selling stuffed animals out the back boo. of their damn car. Welcome the kids the board, want baby. a stuffed animal. I said, Jimmy Walker, God rest his very soul. But my brother got me here. I'm still I'm still in my feelings. I see. About I see. <laughs> Welcome, I, though. We appreciate it. We appreciate I was him for bringing it. Look, I ain't going to lie. I was finna dig him up and say, you see the what you left me? Sir. <laughs> Sir. <laughs> and, then, and then I serve on the block. Like, well, he was preparing you for that. You he didn't even know. He was preparing me. He was preparing you for block. your mission. That's what oh, he was doing. I was, I see how God set you up? You see how God set you up? You ain't even know. You ain't even know. No. Yeah, that was your brother. Because everything you just described from people, we done seen it all on what the block. What does it say? All things work for your good. Listen, yeah, yeah. I wasn't ready for that. I didn't know it was going to work for my good. I did we done not seen know. all that on the block. Every situation you just named, we seen on the block. Oh, yeah, Cars on fire. Yeah. Somebody stole a Porsche, wrecked it on, on uh, into the pole. Well, you can buy anything and everything on the block. And you can buy it. You sure can, but I bought something. Whether you ask for it or not, I got more body wash than I can shake a stick at, yeah, you know. Appreciate it. Appreciate y'all for all the polo draws and the heel figure draws. Matter of fact, if you need something. You wearing spinning, a pair now? Yeah, I probably got on a pair now. You need, I get them by, well, I get them by the case. <laughs> I get them by the case for the law. Anybody need something, hit me up and get them up. You got to support your neighbors. Deb told us to support the neighbors. We got to make sure they straight. You know what I mean? Everybody got extracurricular activities. We just got to make it work for you. And that's yeah. something what? else. So let's talk about that. Now, that's something else. Folks come down and they look and they like, well, they doing this or they doing that. Ma'am, sir, sir, ma'am, you have rolled up onto their domain, their dwelling, their right. block. I remember you that know. was the first thing you told me, like when I started coming Don't, down. Yes, you're going to see everything. You say you're going to see everything. You might see a fight. You might see some dope deals go down. This is their neighborhood. You might even see somebody walking down the street naked. You, you know, might, you will you come might. and you will see titties. And we you just see them. And you just ass and pussy. Yeah, th there you go. And you just be like, <laughs> okay. Might, for real though. We have seen it. We can't I, make this up. We my cannot make my this up. first day there, my first Sunday there, I seen a fight. I seen my first Woo, Sunday there. Ooh, that was I the seen, worst one. I, I seen a fight with a man with a, he threw a brick. A brick and a, a can. brick and canned goods at a man. No lie. My first day on the block. Canned like, goods as a man. I was like, what did you like North Charlotte? This ain't nothing new. <laughs> Break canned, canned goods. So what happened Some spaghetti was spaghettios. Yeah, yeah. So what happened was, dude had a pocket full of spaghettios, and he kept telling dude, "Bro, I'ma get you." And he picked up a brick and threw the brick at him, and, and behind the brick became came the canned goods. But with that, but everybody still back and watch. But it was with over that, five because we were there, and I had been already on the block and had a presence there. After that fight, they told me, "Mama D, it would have been easy to kill him, but we wouldn't do that in front of you." Right. So right. we even talked about that today in yeah. a conversation, you know, with our presence, you know, yeah. the crime, like the stuff that they would see. Now, don't get me wrong. Stuff went down on the block. Like I, I I was there, me and my daughter in the middle of the shootout. Stuff goes down. But. Yeah, but do you see how she brushed up? It was just a little shootout. That, oh, because that that's that. Charlotte. Charlotte got me just <laughs> desensitized. Oh, yeah. I was on the block serving. Listen, you know, I'm serving chicken listen. and shit. They shooting bullets on my head. It was all right. I, I was mean, at QT. Shot part of my head off. It's right. okay. QT yeah, Monday night at the gas station. I'm just at the gas station and they shooting. I'm like, they shooting. And security walking around getting a juicy juice out of the freezer. I said, do you like hear the shot? Shots is fire. That is not from out the back of a car, sir, ma'am. I'm going to need you to get your bad feet you know, out there and see about it. You know what's funny? Because all we these are stories desensitized. are true. All these are true. Can't make these it are up. true stories. We can't make it up. I say this all the time. If we ever came down there with a three camera setup, we would be billionaires. Not millionaires, billionaires, because these stories you cannot make up. None of them. But it's people going, honestly, though, it's people going through real life on their terms, and we're just there to help help them facilitate day-to-day. -day. That's, That's right. all it is. We help them facilitate day-to-day. -day. And speaking of that facilitation right now, it is going down. You know, they have moved out of Tent City. 
Tent City has been cleared off. No more tents down there um, on the locations that y'all see. Um, do tents still exist? Yes, they do. Did everybody get moved? No. Some people chose to stay. Some people didn't want to come. Some people couldn't come. But it's not a lot. It's not like a, a which number where it's, oh, it's 200 people that didn't make it. No. It's more like 30, 25 to 30. And they, and, and I talk to them every day. And we still serve. And we still serve them every day. And I ask them, they, man, I ain't want to go. I didn't want to sign up for whatever reason. And that's cool. That's your choice. You was able to make that choice. I think for us... It was having the ability for people to be able to make that choice. And now, like I said, speaking of the, uh, facilitation, we're now facilitating in the hotels, which is a which is a whole new a whole new program, a whole new animal, and a whole new dynamic. Because we was on a call tonight, and I said, I said, I think we we're in a good position where we can help get these um, get our family the help and the services that they need and the structure that they need because everybody needs some form of structure in their life. That's true, um, because even on the block outside, we had structure. You know, there was a certain order of how everything was done, and some groups would come out and serve with us and thought I had lost my mind because I was like, no, you can't do it that way. And I know they really thought this chick, oh, that's about a control thing. No, it's called structure. You know, and some people are programmed to where they have to follow a certain guideline or a certain structure or it throws them off. Um, so we had to do it. And I know other groups come out. But for Block Love, they knew the structure, um, and we carried that over to where we are at now. Um, and it's, it's, it, I think it makes the transition easier. Um, not easy, so don't be twisting my words, folks. Don't do it on social media because I'm tired. <laughs> oh, you know that well. Deb said it was real easy. They got it under control, and ain't nobody else doing shit. Right, right. That it's not going down like that. I do not discredit all of the organizations that have come out, and I've told it in. Anybody can go back and look in my live um, when we found out and we started making moves that Wednesday. Yeah. I said, we will not make it about one organization. We won't make it about Block Love. We definitely won't make it about Deborah D, Debbie D, Miss Mama, Mama Deb, whatever you want to call me, because I could care less who I am at this particular day, point in time, because it ain't about me. It is about them. It is about, and, and another thing, them, they, those, however else, how do you think I'm supposed to refer in if I'm in the middle of the sentence? So many folks to get up off y'all high horse and realize when I say them, they, those, or whatever, it ain't no different if I'm talking about a classroom full of children. Because I would say them, they, those, <laughs> like, for real. Now I'm going to need the shenanigans to cease and desist. I'm tired. Like, y'all will nitpick the hell out of somebody, literally. Like, for real. And be the last one to be out there actually serving because, uh, you know what? I, okay, I said I was going to behave because I ain't petty. I'm not petty. You ain't got two. This is the podcast where we keep it a thousand because a hundred ain't enough. Um, and, and, you know, it, it, it takes ain't away right from the mission. But the transition um, of the of our block family, as I call them, um, and whether they're where I am or at another location, it's still our block family. The transition has not been flawless, but it has been worth it. Yeah. You know, and, and to have a familiar face like – morning noon and night i told them much as i love myself i swear i see y'all every day like i don't have a room here but i feel like i live here too um but Basically, we do, you do though <laughs> and, and, and you know it's no different than we serve out in the street yeah, i yeah. pray before we serve um we make sure that the supplies are out there and we make sure everybody is getting what um was promised to them but it's only been a few days um services it's, particularly it's where i'm at is weekend. monday yeah, yeah. so i mean Tomorrow but, will make a week for some of them. But to hear the disparaging words that are going across or we're seeing across social media, like now is not the time for that. And no, you don't have to ask Block Love permission for Jack. You got to ask us permission? No, you Stop don't. Stop it. And I, I would never say permission. that. What? I have always said this as well. There is no competition in giving. And the best thing that we could do is collaborate because collaboration is key. If y'all don't believe me, go back and look at my lives. I ain't going to change my stance. Never will, never have, because I've collaborated with so many amazing groups, organizations, individuals, corporations, companies, restaurants, what have you, even churches. So I'm letting you on, even religions, really, 
We have, we have worked together with many different religions. Shout out to the Indian Sheik community. Yes, that is so true. We have even worked with um, a Muslim group that have come out and supported us. Um, no, we did not serve with them, but the atheists served every, uh, what was that? Like every every Sunday, other first like Sunday. Yeah, something like that. Um, they served on the other side, but it didn't matter. Like, there's no, we ain't, we ain't trying to buck anybody. We ain't trying, oh, our organization better than yours. Yo, dope. yo, 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 we, they did that we can do it bigger. Me, what the me, hell is y'all thinking? Let me ask you this, Dad. Why, you know what I mean? Because, like, I, I and I posted this, and I stand on everything that I post. I ain't backing down. And, you know, if I posted it, I said, yeah, I said it, I meant it. Like, why in nonprofit? Like, I, I said this the other day, too. But why nonprofit? It, it seems like it's so much competition or it's so much. I mean, it's so much. It seems like it's so much competition and, and people just saying this and saying that. And I know it happens in a lot of stuff, but why nonprofit stuff when it's it's given? Like we giving away free stuff. So let me explain to you why this shit free. We got all over free shit. If your mind, <laughs> if your mind, right? If your mind, if this is not your passion, and your mind isn't really in it for those that you say that you're going to serve, whether it's a domestic violence victim, whether it's the homeless, whether it's a veteran, whether it's um, animal abuse, if you're not creating that uh, nonprofit with the true passion, not just a vision, but a true passion, the only other thing that's going to drive it is money. That's the only other thing, because why else would you make a nonprofit? You ain't going to create it just to have a house full of donations. You're going to create it so that you can have a mechanism to drive profits through and say, I did this. I did this. And, you know, roll around in whatever car you want to roll around and live wherever you want to live, go on vacations and all of that. And see, y'all can look at me. I ain't been nowhere since I went in October and I had to use my own funds from a car accident that I had in 2019. So it's like, I ain't been, I ain't out here balling. I ain't going on vacation. I am rocking Raleigh gear with some old ass Adidas on. Like I couldn't <laughs> even buy J's. I mean, I'm for real, for real. I just got my nails done yesterday because I was missing five of them. Yeah. So I mean, and I'm bald headed. So it ain't like I'm out here trying to floss and put weave in my hair. Like I don't. But because my passion isn't about what I'm wearing or what I got on my body, because at the end of the day, I'm still beautiful, toot toot. I beat my own horn. Um, so I, I don't worry about all of that. I my focus is my passion, which is serving others and giving and spreading love throughout this city. That is my passion. You have to be passionate about it. If it's not driven by passion, it's going to be driven by money, deceit, and it's going to fail. It will right. fail. Yeah. You know, because everything I, I, that's done in the dark comes to the light. Yeah, and I, th I think, you know, if it's not your passion, you know, when it, when it gets rough and it gets tough, because we've had a lot of rough and tough nights mm -hmm. and days, when it gets, because I remember you, you called me one time like, Larry, I ain't gonna be able to do this shit every day. <laughs> I did. And what was my reply? Tell me what my reply was. We doing this shit, and I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> no, this is what he said. <laughs> I had a board meeting with, uh, what did you say? I, said, I, had, I had a board meeting with, with me, me, myself, me, and I. With me, me, and me. I, I said, we doing this shit every day. I mean, because at the at that time, like, I'm, I'm gonna be completely honest, and I knew where you was coming from. But Burn I out. also knew. The passion you had, and I and I had been out there enough to see the impact that you had on the people, and I knew that you was trying to balance it out for everybody, for me, for Merv, for the rest of the volunteers, and you just you was just at a point where you was like, damn, everybody need a break. And I remember you said it, you said it was gonna we're gonna go to from every day to like two or three days a week. Mm -hmm. So when you said it, I I, I stepped back. And I really had a board meet with him. I really did this shit, like for real. He himself and him. I had a board meet with me, myself, and I. I said, well, I said, Deb has asked me to be the vice president of her organization. And I said, for me, personally, I don't think that's going to work for, as far as what you said that night or that day when you was like, I think we're going to scale back to three days a week instead of doing every day. And I said, for the simple fact, a lot of people that's out here, they've had people tell them stuff and not make good on them promises. And I've been that person, like somebody tell you they're going to do something and they don't do it. And I know how to make you feel. That can throw you into a whole frenzy. However, when you got somebody who you see every day, every day, and they keep showing up over and over. It's kind of like when you're chasing a female. You know what? For a guy, when you're chasing a female and she might not like you that first day or that second day. But you keep being consistent and you keep showing up every day. She's going to be like, man, goddamn, let me just give this nigga my phone number. From there, now I can start to implement, okay, right. well, let me put my swag on it. And then you, she might start liking you. 
It ain't gonna work every time because sometimes kind of stalking. she might call you a stalker. But consistency always wins, and that's what I said. I said consistency gonna win. I said, Deb, I'll be there. I said, I, I'm willing to be there every day. I said, I'm gonna show up, I'll be there. And I said, I got you. I said, I don't care if it's just me, you, and Murph, or just me and you. I'll be there. I said, because I know that's what they need right now. And they don't need somebody being there Monday, Tuesday, then go on the rest of the week. Because you're gonna lose, you're gonna lose the flame. And you, 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 you sounded like you was like, this nigga crazy on the phone. But you was like, nah, that's okay. And, it's and you funny. said, okay, and we kept going. It's funny because. That even because I we would we talked about it afterwards. Mm-hmm. I said, You're right, consistency is key. We got to the block that evening, and one of the first people to come up to me said, Deb, I appreciate y'all for being consistent. Yep, and I said, Confirmation because people don't understand for us, it wasn't a just it's not just about the meals we serve on the block. Um, the, the burnout that I was experiencing at that time is the entire time we have been out, yeah. We're delivering groceries. We're getting prescriptions. I'm still a domestic violence advocate, so my phone rings, you know, all times of the day and night. Um, I had, you know, if there's an argument or dispute, you know, I got to go see about this person. We were helping people move in. We was picking up furniture. You know, we were trying to get storage done. We still do it. I mean, people think that we've stopped. Like, even before I came into these doors to do the podcast, I was ordering somebody dinner because I told them I'm not going to make it over there tonight. Let me order you something. You know, we ourselves have families in uh, motels, so I got to make sure they eat. Um, making sure people get back and forth to a doctor's appointment. And if sometimes some some of our, our uh, neighbors need assistance getting locations, but if they have a lot of items, they can't go in the Uber because the Uber will complain about their items. They can't get on the bus. So what happens is Debbie got to stop whatever she's doing and yeah, go pick them up. Yeah. You know, and, I, and at, at the end of the day, we still have operations. Like yeah. my phone uh, voicemail and my emails and then the messages all day on Instagram. Like, I got 48 messages on Instagram right now. And I'm like, Lord, I got something I got to do. And I'm still writing grants. Um, and one of those grants is requiring me to be in class tomorrow and Friday from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. But I'm still going to be working. But I'm going to be in the middle of that class. I mean, it's these things that people don't realize. You sound like you need about. an assistant. Damn, need an assistant. We are not hiring everybody. No, I'm just kidding. Now, with that being said, <laughs> a lot of people tell me that. They're like, girl, you need an assistant. But guess what? I've tried that and people have failed me in that yeah, because yeah. not everybody's going to answer the phone or email with the same passion I would. Like, you can't answer the phone. And, and these are people that, you know, that I trusted or have been screened. Yeah. You can't return a phone call and be like, well, we, you know, because people will talk your head off. And you have to have patience, especially when it comes to them coming out of their pocket. Yeah. You have to sit and listen to that. Yeah. Yes. That man okay, might write sure. a $200,000 check. You got to right. listen to this 40 minutes. you got to put on, right. You got to put on, and you got to explain to them where every dime, and it seems like. Like the smaller amount, the longer you oh, yeah. on the phone. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know, the longer you but it, like, but God, you know, no. when it's going the right place, it's, it's worth it. Right. Yeah. But you can't trust everybody to help you out. Everybody yeah. can't talk for me. That's why, I, and, and my my team know, do not talk for me. <laughs> I mean, what I said, I love y'all. Do not talk for me. Yeah. You know, let me know if somebody wants to do an interview and I can't speak. I tell people do not. But I don't call the news. I don't. I have never called any of my news contacts. I don't. For what? That is not what I'm out there for. And half of them probably like, this woman is crazy because before they interview me, what did I tell them, Larry? You got to put on some gloves and serve. You're not fin right. to interview me about nothing because I want you to live the narrative before you report the narrative. Right. And, and that's and that's how it is. And I just want to take this time out to salute to everybody who's been a part, man, all our volunteers. Sarah's a real one. Uh, Katina's a real one. Yamini Youngin, uh, your daughter, Sierra, CJ, your son, your daughter, Kiki, Dark skin, Kiki, Kiara, your uh, daughter, Doc Reed, my daughter, Cam. Like we, we've had Murph. You know, what a I mean, family. We, we, we've really become family over this, this last. Julie, Leandra, yeah, Julie, Leandra, um, Larissa. Like, yeah, just, just uh, Anita Terry. from Salisbury, Terry. It's a lot of people that make this thing work, and they don't even question it. Like they just, all right, this is what we're doing. Let's go. And that's Chef what it's taking Chef Simmons Ford, definitely. Uh, Chef Will Henley. Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot of people make it work, man. And shout out to the residents of Charlotte, North Carolina, because a lot of times when in those weeks when we were talking about, we didn't know how we were going to make it. We didn't have a budget. Nobody was funding us. No we, Cash App, no PayPal. Nah, we was, and, and a lot of times we got it together off Cash App. Y'all made it happen. Y'all made it pop. Y'all made, oh, and I definitely got to send a shout out to the Mecklenburg County Sheriff's Office. Gary McFadden and Woo. the Mecklenburg County Sheriff's Office. Man, listen. 
I know y'all think like we just big him up because he's the sheriff. No, he really, really loves this city one, and he he's really stands word. on his word. And it's a couple other ones. Mark Durrell, like, you know what I mean? He's a county commissioner. I reached out to him from day one. I said, listen, we got to attack this this problem from the inside out. And whatever you don't have and, and you need, we want to be that. And he picked the phone up. Not one time, not two times, but every single time. And if he can't pick the phone up, he called back. He put me in touch with Anthony Troutman, who's over the county uh, homelessness resources. And he started listening. So they really, the county, um, on behalf of Anthony and Mark Durrell, they really, really want to tackle this problem. So I got to big up because I'm one of the ones that will that will say something if you ain't doing what you're supposed to do. So when you're doing what you're supposed to do, I got to turn around and big you up. So shout out to Anthony, shout out to Mark. So just And, and Gary McFadden, I mean, those are, I guess, quote, unquote, politicians that are living at work because I guess Gary's a politician too because he's a sheriff. But they definitely live it, breathe it. Gary's been out. And he sends his sheriffs. They come out and volunteer, volunteer every Tuesday and Thursday. Shout out to uh, um, Officer Weber and uh, Pride and Colson. They come out and volunteer every Tuesday and Thursday for for like the last eight months. So shout out to them. I want to give a big, big, big shout out to, like Larry said, the city, the citizens, every restaurant. I mean, you oh, all. Oh, yeah, Big Red can't leave y'all out too. Yeah, restaurants have come through in a major way, like at the very, very beginning um, I, I didn't even know about steaming up seafood. So big Steam shout it up. out What to up, him. Reese? Yeah, they were tell, talking to us about food, and that was really, really dope. Blue Star Grill. Um, I mean, some of these restaurants, Poor Boys, um, Seafood, Fresh Seafood Market, uh, West End Seafood. I mean, people came up places. What I up, Alicia? Heard. Food trucks, Cuzzos. I mean, yep, people were yep. pulling up. Cuzzos another one that if we need it, eh, he'll pull up with that food truck. And I can't leave out my man, man, Thomas Davis, the Defender Dreams Foundation. Oh, my gosh. Who tremendously supported us in the beginning. Thomas Davis, you know. He, day one. Day one. Of the pandemic. Day yeah, one. Day one. Him and his wife, Kelly Davis, said, listen, whatever we can do. Matter of fact, we just going to give y'all a budget every week. And they did. And, and they, they stuck did. To they, they, in fact, that Friday, they, they rolled up with 50 pizzas. Or, I mean, they had them delivered. Right. Um, so that was absolutely amazing. Kendall Fields. Kendall Fields. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, we did a lot, man. It's a lot of people. I mean, uh, Breland. Oh, Brashad Breland. Shout out to my man Reggie, big head doula. And uh, breaking Brashad Breland. You know, he's a former uh, Super Bowl champ that got beaten in the Super Bowl this year by my boy Tom Brady. And oh, God, he sucks. Look at but, the um, Shout out to Brashad. Uh, nah, Brashad, though, he's a real one. Like, he he called. Soon, soon as the Super Bowl was over, soon as he got through, you know, they got to clean out their lockers, he called and said, bro, what we doing with 10 City? And I said, bro, 10 City ain't that no more. He said, what? What's going on? You got the damn So I told him what was going on, and he is right back in the fold. So shout out to him, too. I mean, I, or big, it's too many, you know, and I don't want to offend anybody because I'll leave somebody If I left anybody up, blame, blame it on the Moscato. But, man, listen, and I was trying I to figure out why yours was pink and mine wasn't, but I didn't even Oh, I've been sipping mine. Oh, I had mixed it with the guava. You, you okay. want to mix it with the guava? No, no, I'm not even drinking that. I'm going to stick to my tea and my you honey and my lemon. Okay, no. Did y'all just hear? It's going to give you a new drink. He encouraging me to drink and drive for some of my baddest people to pull me over. That's What's wine, though. Wine ain't going to get you. I mean, Sarah driving anyway. Sarah, you ain't driving? Yes, air drive. I'm going to put him in time. <laughs> Let me talk the podcast. We'll keep it a thousand because I heard that ain't enough, man. So real quick, um, two things. Where you want? Where do you want to see Block Love go next? One, that's one. And like, where do you want to take this homeless situation with our homeless family? One. Two, if there was a documentary to come out, about you or a movie to come out about Block Love and Deb and what she's doing. Who would play you in this movie? So that's two my last two questions. So starting with number one, um, it's already in the works. Block Love is gonna continue to work. We're gonna add additional resources. Um but like I, I keep saying it over and over again, we're not just here today. We're not just here tomorrow. We are here making connections with our family for a lifetime. You don't just don't walk away from family. You know, we are in this to the very end. I don't know what that looks like until I guess I take my last breath. Um, so we're going to continue to provide the resources. We're going to continue to put in the work. We're going to continue to create new avenues for those that are experiencing homelessness to be able to not only stand on their feet, but bring somebody else up. I pray every day with my block family that God create us to be a blessing to somebody other than ourselves. And they do that. They're doing that now because they assist us every single day with, um, you know, serving one another. 
another with cleaning up with being a part and that's their way of giving back because um, giving, like I told you, comes in so many forms, shapes, and fashions. But we want to be able to provide a day service facility. We want to be able to make sure that we have transitional housing. We want to make sure that we are partnering with some of these creative resources that are newly on the scene. Because sometimes um, you got to get out with the old and bring in the new. And we need to refresh and revamp and do something different with the systems. Um, uh, we were laughing about that whole phrase, power to be, earlier. Um, and it looks like to be the new phrase, you know, power to be, grassroots and boots on the ground apparently are the only way that you can get anything done in this city. So if that's the case, <laughs> I'm going to say those three things. Those are the new catchphrases. That oh, and I data. Can we need data. Oh, and we need data. You got to say that. I, I mean, I'm just like, okay, I'm, it's certain phrases that I'm sick of hearing in the nonprofit world. I mean, we're going to put them on a shirt. Zue, I'm going to need them on a shirt. He got it. <laughs> but that's what we plan to do, you know, and really have what people say wraparound services. Um, I think the wraparounds ain't working no more. Now, as far as who would play me in a movie, yes. um, I don't think I could do Tracy Ellis Ross have her play me because I think okay. you know, I'm ball headed right that. now. I ain't mad at that. So, uh, uh, I don't know if I want Sarah to play me because I don't know. I don't know. I look at Sarah sometimes and her blue eyes don't match my brown eyes. Oh, I don't know. You know, you know who would actually play me, Larry, on a real, real? Mm -hmm. My oldest daughter, my mini me. Uh, Kiara? Yeah, my mini-me would play me. Not only would she play me, because I tell everybody, my youngest one, Cece, is me before Christ, and Kiki is me after Christ. Um, yeah, Sierra a little too raw rugged, but uh, Kiara <laughs> can come in <laughs> and do a little, little, little Cece, a little thug. Boy, I had to get her off of comments. I said, don't you comment. Don't you respond. And nobody don't else comment. Nobody else. Big dog, I'm going to need you to go, to go back. You, right. you go to my page and respond to some people. Right, I'm, I'm not going to put her in time out, because uh, little Cece go a little, little rough. Don't y'all come for my baby. Little Cece set up a little different. <laughs> <laughs> she is definitely her mama before Christ. But Kiara is her mama after Christ. Right. So um, if anybody were to play me, and it's because she has my heart, she has my passion, not the same that my other children don't, but it's something about that oldest one. And no, I do not have favoritism, you know. It's just something about her when it comes to my vision. You know, even when I got in late last night, she was like, because I have chronic asthma. My, my daughter was like, Mom, you know, um, did you put the lemon and the honey in your tea? Did you do your breathing treatment? And I was like, yes, Ma, I did. That's the one that I was talking about. <laughs> she listening to my back. She thinks she's slick. She be listening to make sure I'm not wheezing and stuff. Um, but when I was not feeling good at the beginning of the year, she held it down. So if anybody would play me, it would be my daughter, you know, and um, my story would be, you know, that it is said and written. It yeah. is said and written. So don't steal my documentary title and don't steal my book title because I am going to release a book because I need some finances and some funds. And when it does come out, I need y'all to make it a bestseller because, Lord Jesus, I would like some J's to go with my outfit. I know that's right. Y'all, somebody, one of y'all dope boys out there buy them some J's for our outfit. Y'all can inbox Carolina me. Carolina Blue. I need that we real Carolina, Carolina Blue. Blue. If, if you inbox me, we can get it together. I know y'all dope boys out there got money. It's the real pocket. I keep it real. This ain't I mean, I like right my Adi Dyes. Don't get nah, me wrong. Nah, nah, nah. They she don't really go. So all my dope boys out there, I need to get them Jays, or if you're a corporate partner, you can get them some Jays too. But I know my dope boys got real money because we're gonna have to get them off stock X, so I'm gonna need about four, five hundred to get us some Jays. What size shoe you wear? I wear a five and boy. Oh, no, nah, we might get about three fit. We might, well, I don't know though, but you damn need some Jays. Uh, uh, so you know, I got the new line live, elevate, motivate, courtesy of Zuway. Every day we live, we got to elevate our life to motivate others. That's what it stands for live, elevate, motivate. I just want to give you with this shirt. I don't know about this, put it on my tab or whatever. But I'm going to give you with, with the Live, Elevate, Motivate shirt. My wife and my family don't even have that yet. They're going to be mad. It's okay. So I love you, Red. Don't be <laughs> me up. I love you. You know, every day you, every day you live, you elevate others to motivate others. So appreciate you for everything you do. Live, oh, Elevate, man. Motivate. And it is available right here, 8432 Old Statesville Road, Suite 200, right beside the Soul Food Spot. You come get you one, too. It's, it's a really dope shirt. Y'all, the pull-up over here is real. If y'all haven't oh been over gosh. here, the pull-up over here is real. And the reason I say that, because Maryland everything is in stock. You know, it's not one of them places that you got to weigh and they got to order it. Everything nah. is in stock, man. You know, my daughter came downstairs the other day with her Charlotte gear on. And I ain't going to lie, not just because she's my daughter. I was like, this, this girl look dope. Yeah. And then I turned around and I seen my booty with the heart on it. And I was like, yo, this Oh, wait, 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 wait. Hey, wait till the motivate shorts come out. Wait till the motivate shorts come out for the spring. Man, listen, this wait till the motivate my... shorts come Woo! out for the spring. I'm gonna go home and do some more squats. <laughs> I was like, this right here. <laughs> they done cut my mic off. That was dope, man. Oh my god.
This stuff, man. My game done went to a whole nother level. Man, I'm out here in these streets, baby. Yo. Yeah, it is, man. Y'all make sure y'all tap in. Block love, whole lot of block love, whole lot of block love. Deb, you got to give him the cash out before we get off here. All right, y'all want to know more about what we're doing? Hit us up on blockloveclt.org. Our cash app is dollar sign blockloveclt. Our Venmo and our uh, PayPal is team at blockloveclt.org. Hit us up because I know a lot of people want to send us physical donations right now, but what we really need is financial donations. And listen, we are not beggars. Um, we are just askers, and we're just asking that you please support the mission of spreading love throughout the city one block at a time. It is live, elevate, motivate. I need a job, love. Larry. I said that pretty good. That's you like did. a commercial. You did say that pretty good. You've been doing I'm good. Take burpee job. Shit, he don't want it anyway. All right, man. We'll see y'all next week, man. Same bad time, same bad channel, man. Live, elevate, motivate. Hey, we keep it a thousand because a hundred ain't enough. It's let me talk the podcast. She's Deb. I'm no limit, Larry. We out. Yeah, hey, hey, hey. What's going on in the world? No, we gotta speak about it. Change the topic, what's your favorite hobby? Change it back, I'm pro black. Switch it up, discussing new ways to make the money stack. No limit, Larry, speaking all facts from the North Cap to the South Cap. Let me talk.